0: From Nashville, Tennessee. This is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: Well, it's two eggs up on the whiskey toast, home fries on the style. Wash it down with the roadhouse coffee, it burns up your inside, It's just a canyon collar at a diner. And a waitress I did love. A sat in the back Neath an old stuffed bear and a worn-out Navajo rug. Now old Jack, the boss, he left at the six. And then it's Katie bar the door. She pulled down that Navajo rug and she spread it across the floor. Hey, I saw that and then cross. The sacred mountain Saw the moving turtle doves. But I was lying next to Katie. On that old Navajo rug Aye, aye, aye Katie, hey, Shades of red and blue Aye, aye, aye Katie, hey, Whatever became of the Navajo rug And you Katie, hey, Shades of red and blue Well, I saw old Jack about a year ago He said the place burned to the ground And all i say was this old bear tooth She's left town. Papa but she got her souvenir too. Jack Spad a tobacco plug. Well, you should have seen her coming through the smoke. A dragon that Navajo rug. Aye, aye, aye. Katie. I'm across the sacred mountains, and lightning breaks above, it always takes me back in time to my long lost Katie love, but everything's on a move, everybody's on the go, hey you don't find things that last anymore like an old and
2: never Navajo, I am
0: late great ian tyson with his song navajo rug well good morning from nashville tennessee music city i'm your host gary holt and joining me in albuquerque is our co-host miss bobby bell good morning bobby
3: good morning i'm here in the land of enchantment with a beautiful day stretched ahead of us and you've got a lot going on in nashville don't you
0: Man, I'm telling you what, the town has been busy for a couple of days, and today is actually the official kickoff for CMA Fest, the 50th anniversary, so a lot of great happenings going on, music all over the place, and it's just, it's just a good place to be this week, as long as you don't have to go downtown. If you're native, you don't want to go downtown, but... Uh, but- <laughs> For, for the few hundred thousand visitors that are in this week, it's going to be a great week. It was really funny, Bobby, because I, I picked up Mary Kay at the airport on Sunday night at 10 o'clock. She had been out performing in Utah, and uh, the airport, the national airport has mm-hmm. just exploded in size. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just unbelievably mm-hmm. large now. But when you pull into the airport, then you have quite a little drive to get to the terminal to pick up the arrivals of the, or people that are departing. And I just pulled into the thing. And I'm telling you what, I have never seen so many cars in the arrival lane. And I, and I had to think I couldn't figure it out. And then suddenly I realized mm-hmm. it was all the people coming mm-hmm. into Nashville for CMA Fest this week. So mm-hmm. it it took me, I think it took me 30 minutes just to get from the entrance to the terminal to pick her up. And then I wow. had to wait, you know, wow. for her, yeah. her to get in. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's got a lot of great stuff going on. <clears throat> and since we're talking about music, I'm going to just pitch this out real quick. Our good friend Bobby Marquez is putting on the eighth annual Country with Heart Benefit for St. Jude's Hospital. And you're going to know a lot of these people, Bobby, that are going to be performing. But I'm going to go through the Johnnies first that are going to be performing. This is all taking place this Saturday night at the uh, Nashville Nightlife Theater. But Johnny Rodriguez will be there. John Berry will be there. John McEwen of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band will be there performing. John Schneider of the Dukes of Hazzard is now a performer and a singer. He's going to be there. And then Dennis Quaid, the actor who is now here in Nashville and is going to be performing. Barbara Fairchild, Bailey and the Boys, and a couple that you're going to know real well is Rex Allen Jr. and the Riders in the Sky. So that is all taking place at the Nashville Nightlife Theater. It's the eighth annual Charity, uh, I'm sorry, Country with Heart Benefit for St. Jude's Hospital, and you can get tickets at eventbrite.com. Just search for Country with Heart to do that. So that's taking place on Saturday night as uh, part of CMA Week. So it's all kinds of music going on. But we have all kinds of music going on today on the Campfire Cafe. And who is our first guest?
3: Our first guest is Alan Chapman, and we're so eager, and I think he's actually in New Mexico. I know he's performing tonight in New Mexico. I'm assuming he's boots on the ground already here, but we'll find out.
0: (laughs) We'll find out. So we're looking forward to talking with Alan, and then our good friend Robert the Trailmeister Eversol has missed a couple of shows. He's been with us now for, I think, eight years. On the second Thursdays of every month But Robert is back And we're ready to visit with him On Saddle Up America That's all coming up today On the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network But right now let's take a listen To a great song from our good friend Mr. Alan Chapman It's one called The King of Texaco And we'll be back in just a moment To talk with Alan today On The Campfire Cafe (laughs)
4: Sons of Ireland, hear my tale so sad with woe. Kilkenny was my home once, and up there I did grow. Annie Phelan that eyes green, she loved me true, I know. But to make my fortune, I sailed the sea to the land of Texico. Taught me how to rope and ride to be a cowboy bold, but there is no green in this whole land they call the Texico. The wind blows all the livelong day and night, my toes are froze. If this is fortune, I am doomed in this land, the Texico. To share a campfire glow. He claimed he knew where there was gold in this land of Texaco. Said, I, sir, pray tell us how your story can be so. For I've not seen a single coin in this land of Texaco. Well a stranger smiled and said, Gather round, there is this bank I know. It would be an easy thing to take it all and live like kings of Texaco. With gold coins dancing in my head, the moon was rising low. Convinced of riches, I followed him to be a king of Texaco. This is robbery, give us all your gold They caught us before the morning light and our guns did throw Now six solemn men have sealed my fate in this land of taxi tale so sad with woe. I wish I were in my Annie's arms, oh, I miss her so. But pay no mind to the devil's words, he'll only bring you low. For Ireland I'll not see again, cause I'm hanged in Texico. No, Ireland I'll not see again, or be a king of Texico.
3: The Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard the King of Texaco from the album Western Folk by today's featured guest, Alan Chapman. A three-time Grammy nominee, award winner, and acclaimed songwriter, today's featured guest, Alan Chapman's songs are inspired by the day-to-day experience of today's rural ranchers and the history of the great American West. With a voice that captures your attention, Music that feeds the heart and lyrics, both humorous and always thought-provoking. Alan Chapman invites you to experience the West he knows and loves. Alan Chapman and his wife, Rodeo Kate, are both award-winning musicians. It is said their brand of American Western music will roll your socks up and down. I can tell you from personal experience that it will leave you often with your mouth open, with tears running down your face, and often with a great big smile. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, Alan Chapman. Welcome, Alan.
4: Welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. And a beautiful Albuquerque, New Mexico morning here.
0: (laughs) Ah, so you're both in Albuquerque today.
3: Yes, Wow. here. (laughs) Wow, wow.
0: Well, I will tell you that it is a beautiful day in Tennessee with moderate temperatures, low humidity, which is really great for us. And uh, they, we talked about the CMA Fest just a minute ago, so it is the most perfect weather that they've had I think in maybe all of their 50 years. So it's, it's going to oh, be wow. a tremendous weekend here. But, um, Alan, we were talking a little bit earlier, so you spent about, what, 15 years here in Nashville?
4: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to see it from the 70s and into the end of the 80s. So I was, uh, I was there during a pretty revolutionary time in Nashville. So, uh, good. Time. I think
0: so. I think so. But, and you also said you were here for the very first, uh, CMA Fest, which was at that time fan fest. And that's right. uh, so, wow, that's, that's pretty great. It's come a long, long way since 50 years ago. But, I'm sure uh, it has. Yeah. Sure yeah, is. yeah. Well,
4: you did a lot of writing
0: when you were in Nashville. You were you were contracted with who back then? You
4: know, I was a songwriter first for Tree Publishing and then okay. uh I I moved over to United Artists Publishing uh and uh, wrote songs with a lot of great songwriters that uh I uh, got to know real well. So, it was it was a good time.
0: Well, you've had songs that have been recorded by the Oak Ridge Boys and Kenny Rogers and George Jones and and how did you get something written by or recorded by Dana Ross?
4: Well, uh it has to do with uh, uh, a beetle.
0: Uh, okay.
4: Uh,
0: uh <laughs> which, which beetle are we talking know, about now? A bug well, beetle or a
4: beetle beetle? No, we're talk, we're talking about one of the beetles, John. Okay. Uh, John's wife uh Yoko had uh a an assistant who really liked the song uh that was called Love Lies and uh she pitched it to Diana Ross and uh cut it and I was just really kind of astounded that this little cowboy from West Texas uh, could actually have something <laughs> Uh, that could come out of the mouth of Diana Ross. So I was just tickled to death with it.
0: Uh, that is so cool. That is so cool. Well, we had Gary Nicholson uh, on live from Nashville uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Gary is doing a lot of writing with Ringo Starr. And it's like, how how does this happen? How do you get into the Beatles? But uh, music is music. And I think there's a connection everywhere. You know, always regardless it is. Always of, it is. all regardless of your genre, there's always a connection somewhere. Well, you have a brand new single out. And thank you so much for sending us the uh, the advanced music on the uh, EP, Thistles and Thorns. But the first song we want to get to is West Texas Blues. That's a single. So first of all, I'm going to ask, are, are you starting to do send out singles now instead of whole mm-hmm. albums and EPs?
4: Yeah. uh, As a matter of fact, I think that's that's one of the best ways that we can get our music out there is to try to go that singles route. You know, I'm old enough to remember when 45s were in vogue and and everybody's down. A-side, B-side. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, having had a number of records uh, both here in the States and in Europe that were that came out as singles uh, by different artists. You you learn to appreciate that. So uh, uh, our first our first uh, single came out, and it's West Texas Blues. And and uh, as we left the driveway and back in West Texas to drive here yesterday, the Amazon uh, truck pulled up and offloaded our new CD copies. So we've got copies of CDs now. So we'll be distributing those as well. So.
0: Uh, Very good Very good Well, let's take a listen to West Texas Blues This is an awesome song And it's Alan Chapman It's from the EP Thistles and Thorns But this is a single It's called West Texas Blues
4: It's a small town Big dreams Stop flashing in between You and those West Texas. It's a hot wind and starry night. Your cruising Main Street is locked and tight to you. Got those West Texas blues. Listen to the man on that radio, pumping out old cowboy songs. Where would you go if you could drive all night? To hear Roy and Dale and Jean sing along. It's Blood Moon on the rise, thinking back on all her lies, and you got those West Texas blues. Your tires scream, your motor hums, thinking back when you were young, and you had those West Texas blues. Listen to the man on that radio On out old country song What would it take if you could leave this town Where Hank Williams sings till dawn I'll take it in between you and those West Texas blues. It's a hot wind, starry night, you're cruising Main Street, it's locked and tight, and you got those West Texas
3: guest this morning alan um listening to that song i've 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 listened to this song so many times but i'm really hearing rodeo kate um would you tell us a little bit about her and uh how you met and she's her fiddle playing is so uh powerful on so much of your music tell us a little bit about her
4: well rodeo kate uh, and i used to play in a band uh uh that was called the Texas Trailhands, and uh, then we got to know each other pretty well, and and uh, got hitched up, and uh, we've managed over the years to to uh, try to make music uh, part of our lives together. Uh, she originally grew up in a musical family uh, up in Idaho and Utah, and uh, she went to college and got degrees in music and masters in music and uh and has played with a lot of different uh, folks over the years but uh great great string teacher she teaches little kids how to play
5: mm-hmm.
4: uh violins and violas and cellos and maybe torment their parents at night uh, <laughs> but i can imagine i can imagine but but uh she's got a She's got a uh, a great style and I, I really like what she can do with a with a fiddle and a viola and and uh, that's that's why we are who we are. And we are the dinosaur cowboy band. We're cowboy musicians that are old enough to be called <laughs> dinosaurs, so <laughs>
3: that was oh, my next question. <laughs> yes. You yes, weren't gonna I, ask I his I, age, I, were you?
0: You weren't gonna ask his age, were you?
3: No, no, no. He's oh, fine. okay. No. <laughs>
4: All right.
0: Yeah,
3: but I, started, I, was, I, started,
4: I started playing music I when was, I was three. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the first house concerts that we saw Alan and Rodeo Kate at, and which is which is where I believe I'm performing again tonight. I actually won the Dinosaur Cowboy Band ball cap. That That's you right. Yes, I did. That was the first time we met. Yes, I did. I wear it with pride.
4: <laughs> and that's that's probably the only one in existence <laughs>
5: <laughs> <Whoa>.
4: <laughs> There go eBay.
0: There we go eBay. No, I'm kidding.
5: I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, gosh. Mm-mm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna go backwards just a little bit in our conversation. You spent 15 years in Nashville. man spent a number of years here in nashville and See, ian I tyson gary. i was right. gonna ask so ian tyson was here in nashville we started the show with one of his songs navajo rug so so how many of you guys all knew each other back in the day
4: i remember gary um gary used to sit out there used to be a big tree behind the united artists tower um and it had picnic benches out there. And Gary would be sitting out there playing in the afternoon uh, uh, for different folks that would be walking up and down the streets. Uh, that's that's a clear memory, and I got to know him that way. <laughs> and uh, as far as Ian, uh, I met Ian years before I even came to Nashville in New York uh, when he was doing the, the folk music stuff in New York. And oh. uh, and then he left and went back to Canada, and and uh, really sort of jumped into the forefront of what was then Western music, and and had some great things like Four Strong Winds and and uh, Navajo Rug with Tom Russell, and uh, just a great talent out there. We miss him so much today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: well, and there's mm-hmm. a great song, and I'm not we're not going to
0: play it today, but One Nine Seven Three uh yeah. oh, talking yeah. about those days yeah. back in in nashville and, and things changing and uh you know it's just amazing to me the number of talented people that were in that community
4: back well, during was, that
0: period of time
4: it was a it was a hotbed of of uh all sorts of things because you had traditional country music you had the folky kind of music that was happening and then you had some Uh, more pop country that was happening at the same time and we had great writers and great publishing companies and record companies and everybody was looking for uh they were looking for a niche they were looking for uh, a a seat at the table and uh, that's what makes that's what makes country music and western music and pop music so strong is that we can all sit down at that same table yeah
0: absolutely absolutely but 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 there it just it just strikes me that there was such a number of amazingly talented people that were all here at about the same time, and then you know everybody went back out west again. A lot of that group I, went back out west again.
4: Yeah, I was I was standing at the exit um uh, waiting to get in, and uh, here came Crosby, Stills, Nash. Uh, through the front door, you know. Um, yeah, and I'm going. Wow, huh. uh, Nash- <laughs> Nashville, Nashville has really arrived. So,
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys,
0: well, it's amazing to me, uh, Alan, the number of people that have moved into Nashville and the, you know, the surrounding Middle Tennessee areas, uh, right. Franklin, Tennessee, and Hermitage, and Hendersonville, and those different areas. But all of these different genres of music. Have all migrated back into Nashville now, and well, I, think uh, it's
4: a, I think it's just a natural progression because Nashville has always been a music town. Los Angeles and New York are great, Florida are great, yeah. but Nashville is just steeped in it and uh, always has been, and probably always will be. So it's a it's a good thing.
0: Well, we hope so. We hope so. Well, I'm going to get to the title cut. From this ep it's called thistles and thorns and uh what can you tell us about this song
4: well you know thistles and thorns is an old cowboy saying uh because uh, you're always dodging when you're out riding you're dodging thistles and and thorns on mesquite trees and 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 that idea is a fairly common thing among cowboys, that are working cowboys that are out there. And if you combine that with a gospel twist about faith, um, you can see how cowboys sometimes when they're sitting there on that church pew, they may be thinking about what's going on uh, that the minister is talking about, but they're also keeping in the back of their mind that, you know, we're all still out there trying to get through life and dodging those thistles and thorns.
0: All right. Well, let's take a listen to it. It is the title cut, and we'll be back to talk more with Alan Chapman in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe.
4: We're dodging thistles and thorns from the day that we're born One comes from roses The other comes with corn Most times we're happy In life's little storm, But faith can get warm Dreams become torn, dodging thistles and thorns. Jesus walked on the water and said, "Come unto me." But my faith is too shallow to stroll Galilee. Redemption is. If we stay on dry land With everyone watching And we know where to stand Dodging thistles and thorns From the day that we're born One comes from roses were thorns, most times we're happy, in the last little storm.
3: Okay, that's the title track from the new EP, Thistles and Thorns. Alan, um, your songwriting—they uh, uh, are stories. Uh, we get uh, fully developed uh, characters uh, when we start out to the end. We have a full—we have a full-on story, I think, with every song that you create. And when you perform them, as a listener in the audience. I just feel between your voice and your stage presence that there's just love rolling out and over all of us, regardless of the subject matter. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like you're really writing to touch our hearts and to let us know there's a story to be told and we might be part of that. We might relate to it or we'll be entertained by it. Um, Tell us a little bit about that creative process, uh, how, you know how how does a song come to you, and how do you how do you craft it?
4: Wow, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, when I figure it out, <laughs> uh, uh, no, The Reality is that um, when I was a small child, uh, I was a stutterer, and uh, it was really hard to get words out sometimes. And um, as I matured and moved out of that stuttering phase, uh, I figured that I had a good shot uh, at catching people's attention if if I laid it out pretty plainly so everybody could understand. And then as I grew up, I had an English teacher one time And uh, she encouraged me to write poetry and and stuff like that when I was in elementary school. In fact, I think I won some sort of a award when I was like in the third grade uh, for a national award that got published in a book someplace. But she was, she again was, I think she was responsible for, for the storytelling part of of what I do uh and making sure that um you didn't have to explain it uh if it mm-hmm. if it mm-hmm. comes out the way that you want it then you you don't have people coming back going well what did you mean about that yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah but yeah.
4: but as I as I went ahead and went into college and I had other english teachers that were responsible for it, i think uh, trying to show me how to use um, lyrics that were expanded, um, and you you said some really nice things about uh, the love flowing over. I'm not sure uh, when when you perform, you get to see people's reaction um, to what it is that you're performing. At least in my venue, if I was if I was one of these performers that. Only performed to ten thousand people. I don't think I'd get that kind of response.
5: <laughs> but I've always,
4: I've, I've always, always pictured myself as just a cafe entertainer, and uh, you you want to reach out there, and uh, you're not just singing the songs or the words just to be cute. Uh, you're trying to make a connection. Or at least I'm trying to make a connection, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. that's the important goal of any songwriter is is to get listened to and and to actually make an emotional um, response one way or the other
5: mhm
3: well and 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 you do, and I think um you know when we saw you at Swerfa last fall in the um the showcase rooms where there's no sound. Uh everybody sits you know pretty close we're in we're in basically hotel rooms, so um bedrooms, so everybody's sitting you know pretty closely but you you had us all in the palm of your hand from the moment you it was your turn and um and I know tonight at the house concert, it'll be the same thing, and we're just enthralled, I think, because your message your message is so clear and it just gets right to the heart of the story that you're sharing. And I think it just is so relatable. Do you, have you written lyrics where you've just kind of said, Oh, that kind of came to me, but you know, that's not going to, that, that's not going to go anywhere. And in, and in that case, do you put it aside? Do you put it in an envelope or, you know, what, what do you do with the ones that really aren't quite ready yet?
4: Yeah, actually, uh, that happened not too long ago. Uh, uh, the Swerp of performance that you're talking about, I met this guy named Joel White. And yeah. uh, it, it, Joel lives in Amarillo, or right outside mm-hmm. of Amarillo. And so I had written these lyrics that um, had to do with the last of the four sixes cowboys uh, and the four sixes you may or may not know the four sixes ranch is one of the biggest ranches mm-hmm. out there in northwest mm-hmm. texas not mm-hmm. too far from where i grew up and um i had this uh i had this story about uh an old cowboy who's you know staring down his fate at the last uh part of his life and uh uh so i had these lyrics and i i I gave him to Joel. I said, "What can you do? See if you can do anything with this." And yeah. so, so uh, two days yesterday, he emailed me the single uh, for the last of the Four Sixes Cowboys, and uh, so it it just kind of took my breath away.
3: <sighs> and it's wow.
4: released. He just released that single this week. I think Joel has got a CD party in Claude, Texas, uh, yes. on the twenty on the twenty fourth. But
3: yes, um, yes, he does. Uh, you know, yeah, he's it, working. He's, he's, yeah, he's been working with Meryl uh, Berganti.
4: Right, right. Yeah. And, yeah, and and it just turned out really well. Uh, uh. So there are times when you write stuff and you go, well, you know, I'll set that to the side here for a little bit. And then the right opportunity, the right person comes along, and and uh, and you can manage to make contact.
3: That's great. That's great. Well, I know Gary's got another one queued up. Are you going to do, um, Gary, Midnight in Nasia?
0: We are. We are. We're going to take a listen to that right now, and then we're going to come back and talk more with Mr. Alan Chapman today on the Campfire Cafe.
4: Night in Masia, I can smell a cool wind rising in the desert air. And the ghost of Pantabia stands guard tonight around this tiny square. A mariachi band plays their songs that echo off these old adobe walls. banquet hall, laugh and smile and stand to make their wedding toast. And ladies' shoulders shiver And the candlelight is bold becomes nothing more than foolish boast. The mission bells are all asleep, and a full moon rises behind the peddler's stall. I can only see And I'm not missing her at all If I had been the one she wanted I would have known the way That I might make her stay But sometimes cowboy pride Gets tangled up When words get in the way The red cantina's neon hums And Spanish words flow out On this enchanted land While ancient men and their lovers Shuffle slowly through the shadows Past the old bandstand Pack their things to go, and a trumpet flare blows a farewell call. It's midnight in Messiah, and I'm not missing her at all. It's midnight in Messiah, and I'm not missing her.
0: On the campfire cafe and uh, uh alan i have started uh, doing this on some of the radio shows we had a group of musicians over to the house about a month ago or month and a half ago and we were all sitting around the dining room table and everyone started telling their road stories and we almost died laughing and there were a few of them that we could even tell on the radio so uh, I'm going to ask you one of your most fun experiences while you were out on the road. That is GP or PG. What do you call that, Bobby? PG.
5: PG. Uh,
3: PG? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it means it's it's okay for public consumption.
4: <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, my favorite one is. Uh, I mean, I've had a lot of. Uh, a lot of good experiences and some that weren't so good so i won't talk about mm-hmm. those but but <laughs> my one of my favorite ones is when i was a young man and uh, uh i had gone i ha- had an agent in new york city that um wanted me to come to new york city during the summertime and play the clubs around there and play upper state new york and and um uh, uh, so I flew up there, had my guitar in my hand. Uh, the guy met me at the airport, and he immediately drove me to Central Park. And, of course, it was the second time I'd ever been to New York City, but I sort of knew what Central Park was. Okay. And it just happened that Pete Seeger, who was a big folk oh. banjo guy, oh wow. had a concert that was going on. Uh, and, and so I got there and he was trying to do a, a sound check and Pete Seeger was a big, tall man. I mean, he was kind of gangly and tall and not unlike me at that time. And, uh, <laughs> so Pete could not get the sound guy to make things right while he was up there trying to play his banjo. So he walked over the stage where my manager was standing beside me and he grabbed me and he said, get your guitar and come out, Harold, and you stand here and play some songs and we'll get this sound thing taken care of. And so I got out there and I, I did about 15 minutes. I did 15 minutes uh, of sound checking for Pete Seeger and he comes back and he says, that's good. Now, What's your name? And I said, Alan. He said, Alan, you're going to go on third tonight. Uh (laughs)
5: Wow.
4: (laughs) So you do those three songs that you just did, and I'll introduce you. Where are you from? You're from Texas. Okay, well, I'm going to introduce you. So I got to go on uh, immediately from flat West Texas on airplane to New York City to Central Park. (laughs) It's <laughs> to the feet <Pete> bigger folk <laughs> concert. <laughs> All in one uh,
0: gosh. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, that's, gosh. That's an awesome story. That is an awesome story. Well, this, this road story thing that we're doing is so much fun, but that's that's a great story. What's, what's ever topped that, Alan? I mean, has there been anything that's topped that?
4: Uh, yeah, there have been, but. Public, I mean, outside of Marion, <laughs> outside of Marion Rodeo Cape, you know. Uh,
0: well, well he's,
4: that pretty much tops everything, so. He's,
3: he's he's getting ready to take a road trip with a few people that we know. So maybe there'll be a good story that'll come out of that, Alan.
4: Yeah, I hope we'll, we'll have to check that know, out. Uh, we'll have yeah, to check that out. We're going to the Western Writers Association letter at the end of this month. In uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, and uh, Jim Jones and a couple of other folks are we're all carpooling up there, and we'll see what comes out of that. Yeah, I've all,
0: I've already extended my sympathy to Alan about having to go with Jim Jones anywhere. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> at least, at least I don't have to drive. Great. So there you go, there you go. Well, you are a fabulous storyteller or song teller whatever you want to call it but you do a wonderful job of presenting stories in your songs and uh, I know Bobby said she had heard this one and I woke up this morning seeing this in bed and my wife said she had heard you do this before but Barstow, Texas I think is just Mm -hmm. a phenomenal piece of work and how did this come about? How did this come about?
4: Well, you know, Barstow, Texas, I was born in in Pecos, Texas, which is down there in the Chihuahuan Desert, sort of the belt buckle of the Chihuahuan Desert uh, because the Chihuahuan Desert is in Mexico and in South Texas. Barstow is like 40 miles from west of of Pecos. And uh, we always had this story in my family about what happened in early 1900s uh, at Barstow, and how I got uh, washed away because a rain man came in there and 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 uh, did something to the weather and uh, so I thought it would be interesting to take a little journey down uh, the road of possibilities to see what would happen. Uh, as I understood it the 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 rainmaker that came in to Barstow, was part of uh, the government of the state of Kansas, who actually had a Department of Rain and Weather, if you can believe, being in charge of rain and weather in 1904. And so this guy comes down there. The guy comes down there to uh, help him, which shows you what happens if you believe in science too much, (laughs) but, uh, uh, barstow texas 1904 is is the result of uh, a trueish story i guess all right
0: well i i absolutely love this it is a great great song barstow texas 1904 this is alan chapman we'll be back
4: Another dusty Texas town in the year of 1904. For nine months there'd been no rain and things were looking for. The folk got together talked about which way to go. Somebody said, let's just hire a rain man to make the heavens flow. They put ads in all the papers saying a thousand dollars gold for the man who can make it rain again. This drought is growing old When the rain man comes We're gonna laugh and dance and sing When the rain man comes We won't worry about a thing When the rain man comes He'll chase away that sun We'll shout hallelujah When the rain man comes The town's wait was over, for here came rolling into view A circus wagon with a big sign that said, Rain is what I do Now who here wants a little rain? The rain man calmly spoke Now here there's gold involved, unless there's been some joke The mayor said, Well, yeah, Mr. Rain Man, we'll pay if you make it rain So go ahead and do your stuff. Let's see if you're good as you claim.
5: When the rain man comes,
4: we're going to laugh and dance and sing. When the rain man comes, we won't worry about a thing. When the rain man comes, he'll chase away that sun. We shout hallelujah when the rain man comes. The next morning there came a drizzle. Then a mist became a shower. The rain started falling more and more with every hour. Now where's my gold? The rain man said, I've done just what you ask. The mayor said, we never said when we pay your rain, it may not last. The rain man smiled and slowly turned and headed out of town. The rain kept falling. But he never looked around. Three long weeks the rain fell. It rained both night and day. One more night of rain and it washed the town away. When the rain then comes, we're gonna laugh and dance and sing. When the rain then comes, we won't worry about a thing. When the rain then comes, Chase away that sun. We shall hallelujah when the rain has gone. Hallelujah. 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 There is rain.
0: Barstow, Texas, 1904. Alan Chapman. I love that. I absolutely Thank love you. that, and i could I could see this just being a TV show or something, an episode or something. That's out there. Well, but that
4: is let's let's great. make that happen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> we'll we'll get that'll be another project. I'm telling you what, that'd be a great one.
3: Taylor that Sheridan, would be a great one. hello, Taylor. Yeah, hello, Taylor yeah. Sheridan. We got an idea yeah. for you.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you have been absolutely fantastic, as always, to have on the show, Mr. Alan Chapman, and this is a great album. People need to order this. This is Thistles and Thorns is the name of it, and so where can people go to get this, to get your other music, and to find out where you'll be touring besides New Mexico tonight?
4: Well, you can go to alanandkatie.com. That's A-L-L-A-N-A-N-D-K-A-T-I-E dot com. And you can contact us there for CD sales and for coming events.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to encourage everybody to do that. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you and and Katie coming to Nashville, Tennessee. When's the last time you were here, Alan?
4: Oh, been a couple of years i think
0: it is constantly changing
4: it's just it amazing and what's and going on in Nashville. we were talk we were talking last night on the drive over and, and we need to plan something this fall so uh, uh we're working on another uh, fall cd release or
3: so, so oh, wow. maybe we
4: can uh so maybe we can do something else uh and and come there and see you guys and and uh, have a little visit.
0: Well, we got a place Thanks. for you.
5: We
0: well, got a place for you. You're very welcome. We're going to close out this one with tears, of the heart. This is the one that makes Bobby cry. And, mm-hmm. uh, Oh yes. Yeah. Tell us about tears, of the heart.
4: Well, it's kind of a true story. Um, uh, had to juggle the, the, The scenery around and the location around a little bit, but it's it's just my it's my take on on why we need to pay attention to each other as individuals. And and there's way too much violence out there amongst couples and partners and things like that. And we need to just be cognizant of it and uh, not be silent.
0: Amen. Amen to that. Well this is a great great song. Alan Chapman, you have been a fantastic guest and we look forward to seeing you in Nashville this fall. So let's make that happen.
4: Thanks Gary. Thanks Bobby. All
0: right. All right. This is Tears of the Heart. We'll be back in just a moment.
4: Sleeping in her car in Denver With the rising of the sun Black and blue marks told the story Of someone on the run She rented a room Three doors from mine In this tiny cheap motel The desk clerk asked what happened Molly shrugged and said I fell Fly away Like a dove
1: in early spring, fly away
4: Go ahead and spread your wings, fly away For a better place to stay, leave your broken dreams And fly away Day working hauling Mustangs Back and forth for the BLM My pickup truck was running on fumes And my pocketbook was looking slim Molly got her a job at the diner And with that she paid her bills We'd sit up all night singing cowboy songs Until we'd had our bill
1: Fly away
4: like a dove in early spring, fly away. Go ahead and spread your wings, fly away. Or a better place to stay, leave your broken dreams and fly away. home late one evening policemen were everywhere a big man was cupped and crying by the stairs and as I passed her room I looked in to see Molly laying on the floor she finally found those wings she was looking for
1: fly away
4: like a dove in early spring, fly away. Go ahead and spread your wings, fly away. Or a better place to stay, leave your broken dreams and fly away. Now life moves along like some old song. That home in the dark When I remember her face I just can't erase All these tears of the heart Fly away Like a dove in early spring Fly away Go ahead and spread your wings, fly away, for a better place to stay, leave your broken dreams, fly away, leave your broken dreams, fly away, fly away mom.
0: For Saddle of America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with the Trailmeister. <laughs>
2: I can hear my mother's voice so clear Reading by my bedside Odysseys and fairy tales How she made them come alive She said stories are all around my child That's something you've been taught well just go to the mountain and you'll hear the stories that the rocks tell. So come on, Molly, let's go to the mountain. You can chase the muses they just laugh at me because they don't do my beckoning the same music is all around my child gotta make sure that you're listening go Find you in such strange ways Will someday be a man The river runs to the ocean.
0: The stories that the rocks fail, that's Mickey Furman. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, our co host, Miss Bobby Bell. And we are going to welcome back to the show after a couple of months' absence, our good friend, Mr. Robert, the trailmeister Everso. Hey Robert.
6: Hey, how are you guys doing? It's been it's it's been a hot minute since since we were on together.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has been. You've just been staying too busy, my friend.
6: You know, I think you're right. Too too busy being the, the operative word there. It has been. Yeah, I've been swamped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got back from the uh, was it the fiftieth anniversary of the uh, Backcountry back horsemen of America. Yep. Yeah, for, yep. uh, for yeah, yeah. So you did that, and uh, and I saw some photographs of you with some of our buddies that were out yep. there for that. So what did you learn while you were there? Anything new going on with BCHA?
6: Oh, there's always stuff going on with Backcountry Horsemen. All sorts of fun stuff. I I, I dearly want to hop on some of their uh, their work parties this year. I've Just got to find the time to do so. Um, so it was good to hang out with them, um, their, their rendezvous was, was a a ball as always, so that was good and kind of like yourself, you know, seeing people you haven't seen in, in, in quite a little while and catching up in old times.
0: Yeah, that's kind of great. Well, the, the work parties, I know why you want to go on a work party. Because there's yep. always good food after it's over with. I
6: know you. That,
5: that is true, <laughs> but I have a,
6: a, 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 a different reason this year, or an additional reason this year. Right. Uh, well, back, it seems like it was just yesterday, but it was in the winter because there was snow on the ground. Uh, I found my great-grandfather's old crosscut saw back, I, I think really? it was in February. Yep going through through one of the barns at the, at the family farm back in Ohio and I found yeah. a seven foot cross cut saw from back in the day. I talked to my uncle about ah, it. And he gracious. said that was your grandfather's and I remember him talking about it was his father's before him. So my great grandfather's oh, cross cut wow. saw.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So now, is it so, back in Washington?
6: Oh Well, it was and then and then I shipped it to Utah, where my saw guy lives, so he's getting it okay. tuned up and sharpened. I talked to my mom about it, and she didn't remember, you know, Grandpa having it or anything like that. But she asked, "Well, why are you sending it back? Are you going to have it painted?" <laughs> I said, "No, Mom. <laughs> no. This is going to be a working saw. Going to get oh, her get her gosh. sharpened and tuned and and cleaned up. And I am going to be pulling on that same handle." that uh, my grandfather and his father before pulled on and wow. sweated. I am so excited about using the same tool that that, that they used. Uh, I would imagine so. so. Yeah, that, so I don't know if it will be a, a one-day trip or a two-day trip or, or, or longer, um, but as soon as I get that saw back, I'm going to be calling some backcountry horsemen I know and saying, Hey. Where's the next work party? I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna chew on a log, like a beaver if I have to, but I'm cutting a log with a saw.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Well that is that is pretty that is pretty cool. That is great. I love old family history and when you can get back when you can get hold of something like that, that's pretty special. That um, is very, yeah, very special. It, it
6: is. Very excited about it. So yeah. but that's uh you know, I've been, been back back and forth uh to the to the midwest to ohio a whole lot this year have some family stuff going on and uh right you know so found that um and you know those trips will be continuing just uh well we were talking the other day i'm going to be visiting you in september you are
0: you are you are yeah,
6: so, so either yeah, I'm going to cook
0: out for you or you're going to take me out to eat. I think I'm going to end up cooking out for you here at the house. So that would be Even kind of a better. Cool thing.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Even yeah. better. Yeah. we got
6: to get Bobby yeah.
0: there. <laughs> Come on down, Bobby. <laughs> we got. Yeah. Oh. Come on you're down,
3: really Bobby. Scary. You haven't been to
6: Nashville in a while.
3: No, I know. You're going in September, Robert, is it?
6: Yes. Yes, I will be uh, doing clinics with Backcountry Horsemen of Tennessee in a place called Big South Fork, which uh, oh, yeah. I've never been to, but I've heard fabulous things oh, about yeah. it.
5: You oh, know, Gary told me a lot to about ride. it. place Yeah,
6: yeah. Maybe place to ride. So I will be at Timber Ridge Horse Camp uh, for those clinics, and then the following weekend I will be doing a cinch building clinic there at Timber Ridge on Saturday, and I get done with that, and then I drive to Nolensville – which is someplace oh, okay. near you, uh, to a place yeah, called Crossroads
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, is that yeah. Josh Gunn?
6: Yes. How do I pronounce his yeah. name? Gwen Gunn?
0: Uh, I think it's Josh Gwynn. I believe it is. U I N. Josh Gwynn. He's got yeah, the best southern
6: accent in the world.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. Well he's a he's a good guy as well. So you'll have a great time. Nolansville Robert, I just heard the other day is becoming one of the wealthiest counties, uh, wealthiest cities, small city in the in the country. Uh oh, it's wow. in Williamson well, County. Well, maybe so. Maybe so, but, yeah, it's in Williamson County, and it has just been exploding over there just like it does everywhere else. But uh, yeah. beautiful horse country, beautiful horse country over in Nolansville and Triune and, and all through that area. So you'll have a great okay. time.
6: I and, am uh, really looking forward to it. The folks at uh, Timber Ridge, uh, they're going to loan me a horse. Uh, Susan, Susan Riggin is one of the, the owners. And uh-huh. she said that the backcountry horsemen, um, you know, they arranged everything. And uh, they asked her if she would provide me a horse for my stay. So not only do I get to talk with horse folks that I haven't seen in ages, I get to go riding in Big South Fork. So
5: it's
0: cool. Well, you will enjoy that. And, and I told you before, I told you when we talked a little bit earlier, I said you need to ride down to Cherry Creek Lodge. Okay. And uh, and visit down there, and uh, that thing was built back in the 1700s, early 1700s. Oh my! And so it's yeah, it's a it's a great place to visit and ride to. And I always used to like to ride down there and eat on the front porch of the lodge. I don't know if they'll let you do that now or not. But, okay. Um, but it's a very 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 beautiful area, beautiful area. So you'll have a great time.
6: I am looking forward to it. Now, now it's going to be early September. Will I see any fall colors? I mean, I have fall colors here in September, no. but we're pretty far north. No fall colors. No,
0: no, no. It'll be a little bit early for the fall colors. O- October gotcha. is usually when you start to see the fall colors there. Gotcha. But, well, it's going to uh, be fabulous. But it will list. be beautiful. Yeah, it will be, be beautiful. I told I told Mary Kay this morning I had seen some of my friends that had posted some photographs uh, uh uh on the big south fork recently and there are more bears out in the big south fork being spotted than normal we've always had bears oh. we've got wild hogs up there but okay. uh there are more bears that that are being seen than normal so i don't know what the deal is on that you know but yeah uh, yeah yeah but you may run right into so. that
6: but those are some of the big things that are happening happening here. Oh, I'm trying hoof boots this year.
0: You mentioned that for your mules, hoof boots for the mules? Yeah.
6: Yeah, since it's not going to be a big packing year, I'm not going to be pulling a, you know, any big strings uh for the forest service this year. Uh with all the trips back and forth, you know, it just didn't make sense to sign up for any any big big runs. And right. um, got asked to to try hoof boots. I tried them I don't know what 3 or 4 years ago. And they just didn't work for my mules, um, but evidently there's some new technology out, new molds uh, to fit those tiny little donkey feet, and so I'm going to be trying that. Uh, so I've got a, an Ohio clinic at a place called Smoke Rise Ranch at the end of the month. So I fly in on the 26th around midnight or so. And then 7 o'clock the next morning, the hoofboot people are going to be here. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: That's early, my friend. Too early for uh, me. Too think? early for me. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 have just become a mule guy in the last few years. I remember your yeah. pretty little Palomino horse that you rode. And, uh, yeah. and Celeste is still riding her little horse?
6: Yeah, she has not yet graduated to mules. Um, okay. So... But, you know, she, she's she got a great relationship with her, her little Icelandic mare, and that's really all that matters. Uh,
0: well, you know, is. there's
6: times that, uh, that that I envy her for her short years because, you know, my, my long years, they've got definite opinions on things. <laughs>
0: so. Well, I'm sure they do. I was going to ask, though, Robert, you know, since you have become a mule guy, uh, you need to make it to Columbia, Tennessee for mule days. That has been going on since the 19, at least the 1940s. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. earlier. Yeah, maybe probably earlier than that. I need to check that out because they used to have the mule sales downtown Columbia. But, okay. Uh, yeah, mule days has been going on. My daddy proposed to my mama on mule day back in 1949. Oh and, my! Uh, yeah, yeah, and then uh, I guess you you've probably been to Bishop Mule Days, haven't you?
6: I have not. I have not. Well, you know, there's all these mule events, and I, I can't say that I've really been to any of them.
0: Well, I, know, I guess the I just two live largest under my ones. Own little rock. Yeah, the two largest ones in the country are probably Columbia Mule Days, and that's that may be one of the oldest. And then yeah. uh, Bishop Mule Days is so well known, right? And that's pretty close and to you. That's not that far away from you. Yeah.
6: So uh, it's a good two day drive, but it's on the same, you know, it's on the left side of the world, you know. Well, it so. is.
0: It's on your same same yeah West Coast area, yeah. so that's, that's pretty yeah. cool.
6: So, but yeah, I just I just gotta make that time. It's just you know in the you know late winter, early spring is it, the expos. Um, and as soon as those are done, I try to get up in the high country as much as I can and just got to just gotta find the time to do it.
0: Yeah, nope. you just have to make time for those things. Got to make time yep. for those things. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to do a – this is a fun song. It's one by our friend Mr. Mike Blakely, and it is called The Hat Song. And uh, I see you wearing a variety of hats in some of these photographs are out there with you. But this one is cute. It's the hat song. We're going to listen to that and come back and talk more with our good friend, Mr. Robert, the Trailmeister Eversoul, in just a moment on Saddle Up America. I
7: bought a brand new Stetson hat. Pretty good one. Hunter Dex's. Found it on the sale rack a little hat shop down in Texas. I got a good deal on it, cause it had one little flaw, just a rough spot on the crown there, but that was all. See, I figured in the long run, that one little spot wouldn't matter. When it's all said and done and all that one imperfection Will not stand alone Cause I'm gonna make this hat my own Cause it's the way you grab the brim A thousand times before you hang it. Busting through mesquite limbs In the sky through which you fling Yeah, the rain may wash away the dust, but it leaves your
5: sweat
7: alone. I'm gonna make this hat my own. About then, this young dude walks in, danged if his wranglers weren't pressed. He said, I want a brand new brim, and I want mine distressed had man frowned a little at the boy as he handed me my change and he said son that way of thinking strikes me strange he said i ain't just some sales clerk i build all these hats every day there's more work in that sweatshop in the Sticking dirt on my own handiwork ain't something I condone. You're gonna have to do that on your own, boy. Cause it's the way you grab the brim
5: a thousand times
7: before you hang. The busting through mesquite limbs and the hell through which you bring. it. Yeah, the rain. It may wash away the dust But it leaves your sweat alone You gotta make that hat your own And it's the scorching and the freezing On the ranges where you take it The grit and grime of seasons, boy There ain't no way to fake it It's the dance hall and the campfire smoke
5: The embers
7: from the brand it's what you're down to when you're broke Held high, cause you're still standing Oh, it's every trail behind you And the hard land you your
5: thrown, That's
7: how you make that hat your own Take a look at that gray beard beside you there, boy He's gonna wear his new hat home He'll make that hat his own. Distress it your own boy. You're gonna have to make that hat
3: your own. We're talking with our good friend Robert Eversoll. Hello, Robert. Hey Bobby. <laughs> hey. That was a fun so song. You, yeah, isn't that a fun song? very um, Mike Blakely, such a wonderful songwriter as well. Um, so, you know, Robert, when, when, uh, when I know that this is our week together, I always spend a little time on your Facebook page, which is always full of fabulous photos and videos and all kinds of things. And then I jump on over to the website, which is so fabulous, the Trailmeister website, and I go to the article section to see what are you writing about. And uh, you mentioned it just a little bit ago, you're, um, you're working with um, testing out hoof boots. Um, and I think that's real interesting since, as you know, I know absolutely nothing about um, the equestrian world, so to speak. So hoof boots, so tell us a little bit about hoof boots and why one might consider them. And um, maybe a little bit about the main, uh, in this article, you you mentioned some very, you know, what does success with a hoof boot look like? So do you want to talk a bit about? Hoof boots? Hoof
5: boots,
6: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, a lot of people, well, heavens. You know, horses' feet. You know, horse podiatry, equine podiatry. You know, we—they've got these big hard hooves, right? Uh, and you know, depending on where you're at, how much you're riding, those hoofs can either you know wear down just from the abrasion of, of, the, of, of the ground on their own, uh, or may not wear them down, and their feet get you know longer, which is generally the case. Um, Some places, you know, in in some uses, uh, horses don't need hoof protection for, you know, but if you're going to be riding a lot, uh, if you're going to be riding in areas like I do that have a lot of rocks, um, you need some type of of kicks for the kids. You know, we we wear shoes uh, to protect our feet. Um, uh, so it just stands to reasons that that horses and, and, and mules uh should should have the same. And like way back way back in the day, you know, when we were all wearing togas and whatnot, uh the Greeks, uh, they had hoof boots and the Romans they called them hippo sandals and they were uh, these conglomerations of leather and wooden stuff to, you know, keep keep their horses sound uh for work. Huh. And and that didn't last too long, and and then they went to to steel shoes, or pr- probably bronze first, I guess, and they just nail them on on the on the horse's feet, and shoes have lasted for well heavens, thousands of years at this point.
5: How um, Interesting.
6: Yeah, I think that I think the history is kind of cool. You know, who was the brave guy that first said, "I'm going to take a piece of steel and a nail <laughs> and hang onto this horse's hoof while I wang it in with
3: a hammer." Uh, and and that you horse, know, you know, what was that horse thinking looking looking back on what are you doing? <laughs>
6: exactly. Um but they've been in use for 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 eons and and, and they work. Um uh, I put put shoes on all of my critters early in the year generally and and we run them in, until well heavens. You think it's a piece of steel that's going to last forever. I Very few times have I ever taken a a shoe off and haven't been able to bend it. They wear so much. Um, Mm. You know, and that's just in the course of, you know, seven, eight weeks. Uh, So imagine if if their feet didn't have that bit of protection. Um, You know, they just, they'd get sore. And when I moved from Ohio out here, you know, LT, you know, my my Palomino, Tennessee Walker that didn't, I was told by my farrier back in Ohio that he had great hoofs and didn't need shod. And that was great in Ohio where you have a clay-based soil. We move out here mm-hmm. and everything is is granite and other types of of uh, uh volcanic stone, you know, those hoofs didn't hold up. Uh and I wound up walking off a mountain once and like, "Well, I got to get something on here." Um uh, and so it was it was traditional steel shoes for for quite a while, and then I started hearing things about boots, um, and I, tr- I tried them. I guess it was three or four years ago, and they just didn't work for my purposes. They 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 came off. They didn't stay on uh, on the mules. They because a, a mule's foot is a different shape than a horse's foot in many cases. They just kind of rotated and they caused sores. Uh, so I went back to to, to steel. But in the back of my mind, I've always kind of wondered, um, you know, is there a a better option than than poking holes? I mean, truly, they are nails (laughs) Mm
5: -hmm.
6: (laughs) that that, that you hold these things on with. And I'm thinking if I'm putting, you know, a row of nails around my my horse's, my mule's feet, you know, every seven, eight weeks, that can't be good for the structure of the foot. Um, You know, is there a better way? And so, you know, we're going to try hook boots again um, this year and, and see how it goes. Uh, it's like I think I said earlier, it's going to be a, a light year for packing and whatnot. Um, so I'll, I'll have the time and, and you know, just want to see if something is different out there. You know, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you got to have something to protect. There's a saying, Bobby. And 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 the saying is this, no hoofs, no horse. And I think it's oh so true.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that you say, um, of course, your first key point is, you know, comfort is key. And um uh, and I can certainly understand that. Um is the a horse or the mule aware of what's on their Foot, on their hoof? I believe so.
6: I believe so. Uh, you know they. You know what's on their on their hoof foot. Uh, you know impacts gait uh, as well as balance. I I, I think. Uh, and a lot of times horses wear wear shoes. You know just like uh, people have, have 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 bad feet. Um, you know horses can wear shoes as a corrective. Uh, tool as well. I know the first time I put uh, hoof boots on on my animals when we tried them before it, it, I, I guess this is the, the inner teenage boy in me, but um, they walked like you put a paper bag on a cat's foot. <laughs> you can just oh. imagine that <laughs> You know, they'd pick their feet up and shake it. You know, what is this on there?
5: Um, You
6: know, but, you know, everything takes a little time to get used to. Um, And then after a a little bit, and a few test rides, they really calmed down. It's just that the fit wasn't what I needed for my mules. Now, my wife, Mm -hmm. Celeste, with her little horse, um, on the off season, she runs hoof boots, and, and she loves them. And the nice thing about hoof boots, to my mind, is that, uh, you know, you only put them on when you're using them. So, that was so my you're next not wearing down. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. with, with yeah. traditional steel shoes, they're getting worn down in the pasture, you know, and mm-hmm. to my mind, that I'm losing money. So you know how mm-hmm. cheap I am. Um, for with the hoof boots, you're only on when you're using them. Uh, so I think that's a a plus, assuming, of course, that they will – last uh, you know um you know that they're regular enough to, to to last over the course of you know x amount of time which is what we're going to we're going to try uh, another thing about boots that that i potentially like a lot is uh rubber is grippy um, mm-hmm. and and if you're in areas that are slick you know we have uh we call it slick rock it's just well just bare bare stone that's smooth I uh, I can tell you from personal experience that uh you know it steel slides. So
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
6: So I'm hoping uh. those boots have a little bit more traction in those types of areas. Um you know, so I think in between the you know the the less destruction of the hoof wall, um the grippiness, the possibility that they'll last longer since I'm not going to be wearing them down um during you know when, when, when we're not riding, when we're not using them I, I think those are all potential benefits I think the the downside is um are they going to stay on um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so if, if I go through mud are they going to stay on there <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and
3: do you go ahead? Yeah, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead.
6: And so are they going to stay on and are they going to go on easy enough that, you know, do I have to take a hammer to the things to get them to to, to go on? How am I going to do they come off easy? Because, you know, not only am I cheap, I'm also lazy. And if it's going to take me (laughs) 15, 20 minutes to put four, four plastic boots on a critter, I'm not going to do it. You know, so it has to have this. It has to be, you know, easy uh, as as well. They have to stay on when they want to stay on. They have to come off when I want them off, and that that's a lot to ask. So, I, like I said, it's going to be an experiment.
3: Do they do they have to be custom made, Robert, or or do you me- you know do you measure the hoofs and then you look for the boots that will kind of fit in that size range? That's how, how exactly you,
6: what you do. You've got to measure the, uh, the feet. And different manufacturers have different schemes for, for measuring and, and what fits who. Um, but you have to measure the boots after a fresh trim. Um, you know, so after the horsey podiatrist has been out, you know, break out the tape uh-huh. measure. And, and since the folks that I'm talking with are, are in Australia, so now I've got to convert everything to metric. Try oh. to find a metric ruler at Home Depot. Just try to find one. Um, so, so I got all those measurements, and and they pretty much told me flat out when we first started the process was, you know, we can get the uh, front boots on, I think, but you know, I don't know that we've got any molds that are going to fit the the rear hoofs because the rear hoofs are shaped a little bit differently than the fronts. And by the way, that, that little cocoa mule. I don't think we're gonna have any shoes small enough to fit we will try but we we have wonders so i don't know so they, they yeah you know it's it, like i said it's going to be an adventure but i can guarantee you by the afternoon uh june 27th after the hoof boot people have been here along with my farrier uh nobody touches my, my my girls uh feet unless the farrier is, is is here with them uh they will either have plastic boots that fit or will go back to steel but on the 29th we're going riding <laughs> 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 uh, so, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an adventure but i it, it, it's a good time to do it um, for, for my schedule, and I'm really excited to, about seeing what kind of new technology, what kind of new fits are out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they have mm-hmm. the fit down pretty much for horses, uh, but mules' feet are more uh, – if a horse's foot is, we'll call it round, roughly speaking, uh, mules' feet are more long and ovalish. Um, no, I
0: started to say they're more of an oval shape than a horse's foot.
6: Exactly. And, right, and then right, depending right. upon the mule, I and mean, since mules are hybrids, you've got a little bit of horse, a little bit of donkey, you know, and some in between. Uh, so for, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, so so Nike makes tennis shoes, right? You know, they've got molds or lasts or whatever you call for tennis shoes and All these different sizes Um, so these hoof boot companies they have more or less the same thing you know some type of a mold for in all these sizes but they don't have very many molds that are that are oval is is, uh, what what, what I'm gathering and they're wanting to get more into that muley market and for whatever reason people think that I'm a huge mule guy so (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> so they reached
6: out to me to, you know, hey, can, can we try? And, and and I'm kind of excited about it.
0: But well, that's, I think, that's you know, what that's, I know
6: about feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well,
0: you know, again, when it comes down to it, it really is a matter of personal choice of the individual. Um, oh, heavens, yeah. Whether, whether, whether you use boots or whether you use uh, traditional shoes or, uh, you know, they've got, plastic shoes now, Bobby, so they've got plastic shoes now that they'll put on these horses. They really all go yeah. down to personal choice, and a lot of people just don't think you ought to do anything, just trim them and, and go. And, uh, yeah,
6: and, and, you know, it's whatever works, you know, m- mileage may vary. Um, I've always kind of figured that I don't do anything, you know, natural with my critters, you know. <laughs> Certainly throwing... Throwing uh, pack saddles on them and going up into the high country is not natural for where they, yeah, where they came from. Um, but you know, if I didn't really use them, if I just wanted them to look at it around, I probably wouldn't mess with it. You know, get them trimmed. There you up. go. There you um, go. There but you it, go. it's whatever works best. And if you ever just want to want to watch people start up that whole barefoot boot. Traditional shoe conversation and just get off to the side and watch people fight. It's hilarious
0: Oh <laughs> uh, Gosh well again, it's whatever works for you and uh, You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with people whatever you like whatever works for you is fine with me.
5: Yeah
0: but, uh, Yeah, but I'm, I'm uh, I'll throw money in I'm an old traditional Let's put a shoe on the horse and forget about it, kind of guy. Yeah,
6: it works, and, nice. and you can. Uh, which is why when when the when the folks first called me, you know, said, You're, you you do a lot of packing. I said well, I do a little bit of packing, and uh, and you know, we'll, we'll, would you be willing to, to try our boots, you know, in, in, in an American packing scenario? I'm like, well, no. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm not going to spend the time, you know, I don't have the time, um, you know, when I'm pulling a pack string to watch out for boots, whether they're on, whether they're off. I'm not going to take the time to put them on, take them off. Shoes are easy. Let me get the the job at hand, you know, completed, you know, and and if it's not broke, I'm not going to fix it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, know, like this year, though, where it's going to be more recreational in nature, I'll give it a whirl. Worst thing that happens is, you know, I turn around and I I call my farrier and say, "Hey, Alex, can you come come by tomorrow if you get a chance?" <laughs> <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs>
6: Failure is an option put, when you're close to home.
0: <laughs> that's right. Put those shoes back on. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. well, we look forward to hearing. We look forward to hearing about how the uh, test goes with this and you can share that on the air with our folks so we look forward to having uh, you do that
6: happy for it happy for it well
0: it's it's good to have you back with us and we're looking forward to uh, seeing you in Tennessee in September and uh yeah I'll fire up the I'll fire up the grill and we'll we'll do some cooking out and, that uh, sounds and that'll be a lot of fun
6: excellent got you gotta, you gotta try to make it
3: <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah, we'll shoot uh, we'll, you the exact date the, uh, on that, okay?
3: Yeah, well, I'll write the date on our calendar and we'll we'll see. <laughs> okay.
0: That sounds that uh, sounds like us going back into the uh, uh, to the Bob. You know, she was going to go back to the Bob sometime
6: too. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's tough. Yeah,
3: it's tough, Robert, to get away.
6: <laughs> I, I understand. I understand.
3: I think we'll uh, see. Is
6: the uh, the uh, Albuquerque equivalent to uh, a southern lady saying, bless your heart. Bless your heart. That's right.
3: That's right.
6: That's right.
3: There you go. That's what I oh, saying. There you go. All right.
0: So for the folks that are listening around the world, Robert, the Trailmeister Eversol. And he is the creator of trailmeister.com, a guide to horse trails and campgrounds across America. And it is a great website, trailmeister.com. Visit that. He has some great videos, great tools to learn by, and we're going to encourage you to do that. And, Robert, look forward to having you back again next month and look forward to seeing you in just a couple months in Tennessee.
6: You know, September is going to be here before we know it and looking for it so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Gonna be great. All right, well, we're going to say goodbye for today and uh, listen to a great song from Joyce Switson called "She's in Love with Her Horse." We'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: magic about her, there's a certain smell about her, there's nothing you can do, she's in love with her
3: Several oh yeah years that yeah, she was she, here, right? Yes, that's right. So, yeah, that's yeah, right.
0: Now, now back in California. So uh, anyway, Nashville is a great place to come and practice your craft. And some people stay forever, and some people just kind of trail on back home wherever they came from. So I guess the saying, there's no place like home, is true for a lot of people, you know?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, but they also uh, say you can never go back. <laughs>
0: Well, that's not true, though, so that's just for some people, just for some people. (laughs) Well, uh, exciting news here. The uh, International Western Music Association, Tennessee chapter, uh, is headed back to the Bluebird Cafe on August the 2nd, and uh, Mm -hmm. we will have performing Mr. Rex Allen Jr., Ranger Doug of Riders in the Sky, Junie Fisher, and Bobby Marquez, and I will be hosting that. So we look forward to uh, people showing up for the Bluebird Cafe. Tickets will go on sale a little closer to time, and those things usually sell out in about an hour. So we'll post some information when they go on sale. But that's going to be fun to be back at the Bluebird again. We were there once last year, and so we're looking forward to being back again, this time at the world-famous Bluebird Cafe. So what's going on with this Bobby Bell and your Out West hour?
3: Uh, Out West radio Out
0: West. show, Out West rendezvous with Ryder. You've got so much going yep, on.
3: Yep. I know. Well, <clears throat> Um I just received an email from Mixcloud. I do put up all the out west hours on Mixcloud that my show which was called Her Stories Cover Girls is now ranked at number 6 in the Western Swing chart. That's pretty cool. Good.
5: Um Good.
3: and this week's um out west hour which airs on dot uh, org at 4 p.m. mountain time and then you can catch it as a podcast this month's this week's uh theme is two on the dial and so I have selected I think it's seven performers and each one has two uh two selections and I've been doing this like once a month as kind of a theme, it's sort of fun. So you get a you get two different songs so you hear two different styles from the performer and we have that coming up this Saturday. Tonight on Rendezvous with Writer on L.A. Talk Radio, it streams live at 6 p.m. on the L.A. Talk Radio Facebook page. Our guest is a retired pastor, actually, from South Carolina, Dan Batson, who's written quite a moving memoir called Morning, And um, he'll, I think, be a very interesting guest, as well as talk a little bit about if you're thinking about writing a memoir, what should you what should you be thinking about? Um, so that's always – we always like to get into that creative process with our guests like we did with Alan Chapman. I think that's always fun. Where in the world do you get the ideas and how do yeah. they flow? Yeah. You know, yeah. how do they flow down onto the written word? So um, that's what we have going on. Um, a bunch New of Mexico, activities. Forever. Yeah. The, um and the International Western Music Association New Mexico chapter we are gearing up for our very first national day of the cowboy celebration on um July twenty second. Twenty second? That's gonna July be exciting.
0: 22nd. That is July twenty second. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of lot of activity going on with Miss Bobby Bell. She just stays so so busy. I wanted to mention real quickly that uh, two weeks from today. The Extreme Mustang Makeover is headed to the Williamson County Ag and Expo Center here in Franklin, Tennessee. And a uh, hundred days that these people have to work with the Wild Mustang and get them ready to present. And they are going to be doing some amazing, amazing things at the Extreme Mustang Makeover June the 22nd through the 24th. And uh, in addition to the competition, With both the youth and the adults, we have Mike Majors, who's the two-time Road to the Horse champion, that will be there on Saturday, and he'll be signing autographs and visiting with people. We have Miss Rodeo Kentucky that's going to be coming in, and she'll be visiting as well. And then we have um, some people that you might know, Bobby, and that's Mary Kay Holt and Tisha McKenna and Myrna Lewis that will be performing for the VIP event on Saturday night. And then another young lady that you may know is Miss Phoebe White. And she'll be mm-hmm. performing prior to the beginning of the finals and singing the national anthem. So that's all taking mm-hmm. place June the 22nd to the 24th at the extreme Mustang makeover presented by the Mustang heritage foundation. And, uh, Another interesting note is that all of these Mustangs will be up for auction immediately after the competitions. So that is just a cool, cool way to find homes for these Mustangs that have been brought in from the uh, open plains because of overcrowding uh, and placed in holding facilities. And we use this as one of our means of getting them into good adoptive homes. So that's June the 22nd through the 24th at the Williamson County Ag Center in Franklin, Tennessee. For more information and for tickets for the finals and the VIP event, go to mustangheritagefoundation.org and you can find out everything that you need to know there. Well, it's been kind of fun visiting with Alan Chapman. And uh, I'm kind of envious you're going to see him tonight.
3: No, we're on the radio at the same time he's performing oh, here live. So unfortunately, oh. we, um, but we we hope to uh, have perhaps a meal with him next week, and then we will all meet up again in South Dakota. So we'll right. we'll have a little time with Alan.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. Well, great visit with Alan, and very good to have Robert Eversole back with us after being gone for a couple of months. So we look forward to having him joining us again. Uh, next month on the Saddle of America. And we remind you that the Campfire Cafe Saddle of America comes on every Thursday beginning at noon Central Standard Time. You can also catch live from Nashville at noon Central Standard Time. And uh, our guests this week are a group from, uh, they split, split their time between California and Texas. It's Tremoloco. And these guys are a a fantastic band. You're going to really enjoy the show with Tribaloco, and then Myrna Lewis will be a guest on the show as well. So that's this Thursday beginning at noon Central Standard Time for Live from Nashville. We remind you that all of our shows are heard around the world at our website, equestrianlegacy.net on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Just search for equestrian legacy radio well bobby i think that's about it for the day you have any closing thought for us
3: um from katie curick be fearless have the courage to take risks go where there are no guarantees get out of your comfort zone even if it means being uncomfortable
0: good good words good good words we're going to close out the show today with another song from Miss Phoebe White. It's uh, Phoebe the Yodeling Cowgirl. And, again, she's going to be performing at the Extreme Mustang Makeover on June the 24th at the Williamson County Ag Center. Bobby, we'll see you next week on the radio. Or not. We're well, going to be absent for like a week or two, aren't you? Yeah,
3: two, unfortunately, two. the next two Thursdays, yes.
0: Uh, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. But uh, we encourage everybody to tune in. We may have some guest hosts that fill in for her while she's gone. But this is Phoebe the Olden Cowgirl. Let's take a listen. Thanks for listening.
8: Yodeling, yodeling, tea. I was born in Oklahoma in the rolling Osage Hills. And I rolled my pinto pony out for gallop on my throat. And the song of joy and gladness bubbles outwards from my heart. tree, <laughs>